it's like with reality TV, you, you never know how much of it is being pushed right. by producers or right. how much of it's scripted. Right. And it seems like all of the romance was actually real. Like, yeah. do you feel like that's a fair assessment of the experience? Yeah, ours was. Shoot. <laughs> I don't know about yeah. anybody else, but ours for sure. But I think everybody else and everyone in general was just open and honest and willing to be vulnerable. So I think we all like gave it a fair shot. Yeah. Welcome back, all you freaky listeners. Peyton is gone again this week, so it's just me. She's in Texas. We have no idea what she's doing. Um, but we have an amazing internet episode for you today with a number of special guests and some wild news to discuss, as always. Also, we're so excited, and I'm honestly really starstruck about our very special guest, Cameron and Lauren from Love is Blind, will be here at the end of this episode, so stay tuned. I'm Justin Moran, Digital Director of Paper, and this is Internety, where each week we break down all the celebrities, stories, memes, and trends that you should give a shit about online. So I want to first introduce our very special guest, my good friend, Greg Mania, also Greg Mania. It, you know, you can go by both. I'm okay with that duality. I love Greg Mania. It seems to suit you a lot more. It's true. And that's how you met me. Right. Many years ago. And also just by pure manic energy, the nights of drunkenness, the late chaotic the redacted activities the that redacted we will leave out of this episode. Yeah, anyway, but you actually are accomplished also, which <laughs> is which is something we should mention. Um, you are an award-winning screenwriter whose work has appeared in many places, including paper. That's true. That's very true. And most importantly, you have a book coming out. I do. That's weird. So now is the time to plug her for I the don't gods. I don't think of it as a book as much as a 200,000-character tweet. Okay. Because saying book is less, like nerve-wracking yeah but i do have a book coming out it's out in august it is up for pre-order now and what's it called it's called born to be public okay it is a comedic memoir about growing up closeted in new jersey to discovering new york nightlife Mm -hmm. that's where you come in Mm -hmm. and finding a voice in comedy and that's available for pre-order everywhere now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, ClashBooks.com. Wow. She's yeah. published. Yeah. You've been writing this for a long time, haven't you? Yeah, since I, like, met you. Yeah. Like, How many it, years is that? I'm going to say it's, like, six, seven years now. Okay. Like, it was an idea when I first, like, told you about it. Yeah. And it's changed shape so much since, like, I started writing it and then I sold it. And then, like, we did, like, four revisions of it. But now it's, like, well, I can't do anything to it now. It's... It's It's at the printer, yeah. Yeah. And you're going to go on tours? Like, you're doing the whole author thing. I'm doing the whole thing. I'm packing my bags and my modium. (laughs) TMI. I know. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But listen, she has a weak stomach. But I am going on tour. I'm going to be traveling to L.A., Portland. I'm doing the Brooklyn Book Fest this fall. So, yeah. That's still pending, though. That's so amazing. And also, not to like gas you up anymore, but you also have an interview in Oprah Magazine, which I feel like is the ultimate cosign. I do. I do. I I wrote an essay in Oprah that my parents have still yet to read. I have to do like the talk. Like when you have a book coming out and you write about very intimate things. Oh, shit. Like I have to sit them down. And they're like 70-year-old Polish immigrants. So I have to like ease them into, you know, things that have gone into me. 
or what could you possibly be referring to exactly so i need to have that like sit down moment they're very supportive and they've pre-ordered like 30 copies which is yeah. very sweet but like it's taken them a while to get used to me being like an oversharer. Yeah, and you are. And I am. Speaking Very of oversharing, so. where can everyone follow you online? You can follow me at Greg Mania on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Amazing. Yeah. Let's get into the crazy world of the internet this week, which has given us a lot of traumatizing gifts, to say the least. To say the very to least. To say the very least. So to get started, let's talk about your pit this week, Greg. My pit is not so much... Okay, so we're all talking about coronavirus. <laughs> it's very ubiquitous, to say the least. I'm horrified, but yes. I mean, I am I feel the opposite, because I always love good quarantine. Like, I <laughs> sign me up for... That's an introvert's paradise. <laughs> right. But my pit is not so much the topic of coronavirus as much as people expressing disdain at washing their hands. Uh, who, has been, who has been doing that? What exactly is wrong with you? Right. How, why aren't you washing your hands in the first place? I bet that this is a wake-up call for a lot of nasty people. I hope so. Okay, I can get the whole uproar about touching your face, because what else am I going to do with my hands? Mm -hmm. I'm going to well, walk here with my fist in my mouth all wet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that makes sense for you. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just very perplexed at people's sort of anti-hand-washing mantra I, that they've been living with. I haven't seen that, but maybe that says more about the people that you surround yourself with. It's what I attract, <laughs> yeah. so I'm okay with that. You're just attracting the nastiest people. I guess I will say that I have learned this week that you have to wash your hands for 20 seconds. You're supposed to sing happy birthday. Yeah, I like haven't been doing that. I don't do that. I'm like generally a clean person, but it hasn't been 20 seconds, but I have been doing that this week because I am so paranoid. Oh yeah, and my hands are like cracking dry because I, I don't know. have a fingerprint anymore. <laughs> Literally. Like, uh, my hands are, look at them. They're dry. They're, yeah. like, calloused. And, like, I mean, it's, I don't know. I know I know. there's a lot of, like, fear-mongering, and we need to be smart and as media literate as we can be. Right. But it's hard not to, like, fan the flames of, like, panic. So I think, you know, take your precautions. Wash your hands, fuck's sake. Like, wash I love that. The, I love that this has become a, a corona, a, a PSA on internet, which I actually think is important, especially in New York City, because it's a fucking, it's a fucking petri dish here. of a city. Okay, so Justin, what was your pit this week? Okay, so Paris Fashion Week happened, which means Fashion Month is finally over. Thank fucking God. If you haven't listened to last week's episode about Fashion Month, go to it because we break it all down. Kanye West showed his Yeezy collection, which I actually, I know that it's super easy to hate Kanye as a creative person, but I actually liked the collection itself. My pit has to do with Northwest performing a cover of Zaza's song, What I Do. And the reason that this is so crazy is because there's so much conversation around the Kardashians commodifying cultures that are not their own and getting credit for things that maybe they didn't do. Mm -hmm. And it really is alarming to see it starting early with Northwest and getting almost all the credit for Zaza's Right work. off the gate. Yeah. Because I had never heard of Zaza before this, to be honest. And I thought it was like a cool, weird, like, Northwest in the studio with her dad. Like, I thought it was another Gaga track. persona, honestly. <laughs> right. It was I actually was... a Gaga demo off of her new album, Chromatica. Okay. But eventually Kim Kardashian, who is a smart businesswoman and ever in control of her image, was like, released something to give attention to Zaza. And Zaza's parents are so happy because they also seem to be taking advantage of their daughter, I would argue. Well... How old is Zaza? Like, she's a toddler. She's an embryo. Yeah, like, if you're putting your 
toddler on in this way, right? Chances are you're looking for money, right? Endorsing it, yeah. We've seen it before. Like the Zaza memoir will come out when she's 25. She's the brand ambassador of like Oshkosh Bagosh. Exactly. I am happy that Zaza had a moment, and I am happy that Kim sort of fixed the narrative after she circumvented the. Yeah, exactly. She's done it before. She's the ultimate. She's learned it from you know mom. Right. Exactly. (laughs) You apologize. You get an endorsement deal. You move on. Right. Okay, Greg, what are your peaks this week for something more pleasant? Okay, so I have two peaks. They're in Thai. My first one is Lady Gaga's Stupid Love Video, (laughs) which came out on Thursday night. Well, it was Friday at midnight. So basically Thursday night if you were wasted and emotional at the bar like I was. So Stupid Love is tied for my peak with the asteroid that's hurtling towards Earth at a rapid speed. However, I am sorry to say that it's going to miss Earth by about 4 million miles. But if it's within like a 10 million mile proximity, the Daily Mail is going to report it as a possible impact. That's what I saw. Okay, wait. So is it your peak because you would like the asteroid to hit the planet? Yes, fingers crossed. Yeah, that would make things a lot easier. I don't have to, yeah. With the election, yeah. I don't have to ask people to blurb my book. Is there anything more horrifying than asking people for things? I'm No, thank you. Yeah, well, you're going to have to. But Stupid Love. Okay, yeah, Stupid Love. Let's talk about it. Because honestly, we've talked about Stupid Love a lot on this podcast, so that's okay. And I feel like we're going to continue talking about Lady Gaga because Chromatica comes it's out. It's coming. Things are rolling out very quickly. So as always, everyone was very, I would say, kind of split between the Stupid Love video. Really? Yes. Well, maybe because I like... Okay, I think you're right. It, they was they were split about it. I think they're split because everyone is so critical of her. But what right. did you think about the video? I loved it. It was colorful. I love the wigs. I love the pink and everything. I will say this about Stupid Love, and I'm going to say Stupid Love for me, for me, before (laughs) any gays try to revoke my brunch privileges, Stupid Love for me is like on par with like Just Dance and Poker Face. Okay. Like instant hit for me. For me. I actually agree. I actually agree. I don't even really like Just Dance or Poker Face that much. <clears throat> but, but it's it, it's like on that caliber. It's a really for me. good song. When I went to the Rosemont, which is a bar in Brooklyn, <laughs> on Saturday night, when I walked in, they started playing "Stupid Love," and I was like, "This is gorgeous!" Like, let me pull. Because you have like the full reverberation yeah, around you. Yeah, but it like... felt like they knew I was coming. Pulled out my poppers, gave her a, a <laughs> sniff and a sniff, and had a like a fantasy for three minutes. And the rest was history. Well, and then a drag queen came out and performed "Stupid Love" halfway through the night. So and like "Stupid Love" out like attire. I will say that she didn't really do it as well as she could have. But at that point, I was just um, like several shots of tequila deep and having a great time. So I was like, this is so incredible. And then when I was like, okay, it's time to go, they queued up Stupid Love again. And you can't leave. So I danced one final time to Stupid Love, but three times at Rosemont. And I think that's a signal that if anyone is happy, the gays are pleased. Yes. What do you think of the video? I thought it was cool. I mean... I thought the costumes were campy and fun. Yeah, and I think it's exactly to. I think it's exactly what she should be doing right now. Yeah, and people I think if they're like doing a if Pitchfork is doing like a this is great, you should slow your roll. Because Pitchfork is usually like very critical, especially with pop music. Yeah. If Pitchfork is like, this is great, it's fun. There's no need to bust out a four thousand word thing piece about it's Pink hair, yellow hair, you're right. dancing in the desert. Have fun with it. Right. Let's all just chill out and enjoy something for one. Yes, please. Thank you. Okay. Let's talk about your peak. Or peaks. Do you have one? No, I just have, like I do. So normally I have two peaks okay. almost every week, but this week I just have one. Okay. And what it's is it? so crazy. And I don't know if you have seen this, but Kesha released a lyric video for her 2010 single Cannibal yesterday. 
So let's be clear that that is now a decade-old song that she's releasing a lyric video for. Oh, and a lyric video. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's because there's a, a viral TikTok dance going for the song Cannibal. Okay. Do you know that song? Are you a Kesha fan? I do love Kesha. Okay. I hope she has all the best going for her. I'm not familiar with TikTok, but I'm pushing 30. So <laughs> if I were, you would have to call You're the like police. almost one of the parents on TikTok. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe I should go on TikTok to put my book. Anyway, I digress. I you digress. Really should. No, but I think it's crazy, and it's really interesting how even someone like Kesha is promoting a 10-year-old song right now because nothing off her album has really been that successful, even though it's a really great her album. Her new album, right? Yeah, her new album. I just was so surprised to see any kind of like marketing strategy around Cannibal right. and have a viral dance to a song that probably the people that are doing the dance on TikTok didn't know, they were Did probably they like new yeah, yeah they probably yeah. were like in elementary school when cannibal came out and like that makes me feel old but again i'm only 25 it's not that, it's not that bad how dare you yeah um throw that in my <laughs> face yeah. I'm only um no but i think tiktok is like a viral hit maker i mean it's we love tiktok for giving new life to songs that are old giving new life yeah. to new songs and making them super popular doja cat lizzo i mean yeah Okay, I think that was a fair sampling of the complete chaos online this week. Thank you for joining us, Craig. Thank you for having me. Always this is a, a pleasure. pleasure. I can't wait for our next, like, seven glasses of wine deep it's meltdown. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Um, but remind everyone the name of your book and where they can follow you online. Sure. So my book is called Born to be Public. It is available for pre-order everywhere. And pre-orders are super duper, super important for me. You know, because I'm stuck doing this writing thing, I guess. <laughs> because I have no other valuable skill set. But I digress. So you can find me at Agregmania on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and you can pre-order my book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or you can go to ClashBooks.com, the publisher, and if you order it there, it will come to you signed, and oh. it will come to you one month early. Oh, wow, a signed copy. Yes, you sign them. Give me Carpal Tunnel, please pre-order it. And listeners, stay tuned, because, again, we have Lauren and Cameron from Love is Blind, I'm about to be so fucking starstruck, and we're going to get all the dirt on the reunion episode, which aired this week. Here to help us break down this hit series on Netflix, Love is Blind, is Charlotte Spritz, Paper's editorial producer and a reality TV aficionado. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I loved that. And let's get into it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, before we do, tell everyone where they can follow you online. Um, Twitter and Instagram, it's at Cha Cha Spritz. I think my Twitter has 30 followers, so let's <laughs> just do Instagram. Um, okay, so Love is Blind. Yes, L we're obsessed. We're obsessed. For people who don't know, let's start by just giving a brief explanation of what this chaotic yeah, show is. Yeah, and I'm actually really happy that you asked me that, because this is I've been wanting to talk about this for a minute. The show is so incredible it's chaotic i think the stakes are the highest with this show than any other reality tv show so basically let's let's break it down yeah people come into the show they've been single for a while they can't find love they don't know how to do it okay they put them into pods there's a there's a wall separating them they can't see each other they can only talk to each other okay here's where it gets kind of interesting the only way that you can see the other person is if you guys get engaged <laughs> through a wall and the timeline for this is what? Like a few days? Days, yeah. So, okay, there are certain couples, maybe it took them like seven days. Some couples, it took them like three days. But it all happens in like a week. Yeah. And then they're engaged. And then once they're engaged, they go on their honeymoon. So it's like bing, bam, boom. <laughs> and then after that, they come back. It's wedding dress shopping. We're yeah. going to for tuxedos. We're figuring it all out. We're meeting families. Meeting families. And then we're at the altar. And... I'm not sure, and I'm actually curious about this, they go to the altar and that's where they have to decide 
in that spot if it's going to happen or not, yeah. if they're going to say I do. And I will say that I was completely surprised by every single actual like vows like I thought that everyone was on the same page but it turns out nobody was on the same page no and also like one thing I will say and (laughs) I'll bring this up again later a lot of people went into the day just like I guess I'll see what I say like not really sure so a lot of people weren't positive how the day was going to end and for a lot of people it did not end well yeah so I would say most people I would say most but we also have to mention that everyone on this show was wasted the whole time oh blackout drunk every single Mm -hmm. pod date everyone had a glass of wine yeah no, they <laughs> absolutely, there was a full bar to their left. They're drinking throughout the entire thing. Some people are laying on the ground as they speak to each other. Yeah. It's incredible. Like everyone online is talking about how it's actually a show about thripples and they all, it's like <laughs> alcohol is the, is the third, third yeah, member. That's so true. Yeah. No, but, yeah, it's really, really amazing. But the people that we have as our guests today, I think are definitely the fan favorite. Completely. And it's because they're the most level-headed, like realistic And couple. also this couple, like on their third time ever speaking to other they knew they were ready to get married and they still are it's been like a year and what almost two years i guess almost two years a year and a half yeah but yeah they got married right away they're the first couple to um cameron was the first guy to propose to lauren yes and she said i love you and he said i love you too and then it just Uh, happened it was really romantic and i will say that it is all so surreal that this could possibly even be true but after watching the reunion episode which is out by the time this podcast comes out it's clear that it was actually there's like truth to all of this i was really shocked that Gigi and damien got back together i thought for sure when she ran off down the road falling into the mud staining herself (laughs) (laughs) it was over it was a wrap so I was interested to see that they decided to actually give it another go. Yeah, I mean, they're not married. No, they're just dating now, but like seem to be truly like deeply in love at this I point. I know, but they were of all the couples, yeah. seemed the most scripted. Like everything yes. that Gigi said, Gigi, Gia, Gigi. Gia? He calls her Gigi. Oh, okay. <laughs> when she came back in and she was like, gave him that whole speech and the whole runaround, I'm like, if I, if I was left at the altar, I run down the road, I fall into the mud, I'm screaming, crying, <laughs> I would not walk back inside and be like, let's talk about it. I would be <laughs> yeah. like, I need months to heal from this. I know. And then watching it back on TV, they're like, we're still trying to make it work. Yeah, I know. What was, okay, so for you, what was the craziest moment that happened? I think I was so surprised to see, well, okay, so Jessica, we haven't really talked about. Jessica Messica, oh, who is definitely no. the drunk of everyone on the season like she definitely seemed traumatized by watching herself back and I kind of you know I feel bad for her because humiliating it it was humiliating but there clearly was a lot more tension between her and Amber than we really even realized and it's because Jessica did a lot of things behind Amber's back yeah can you imagine watching that over and then you can't even speak your piece about it for a year and a half I would be like I would be the same way when she also it was interesting that she like mentioned the fact that she brought up divorce and there was kind of like an awkward moment when he was like, well, no. And she was like, I'm just, I'm not saying we're going to. And it was just kind of like brushed over. And I'm like, clearly there seems to be some tension. Amber and Barnett were saying that they, yeah, there was a moment. Yeah. I was clued into that because they're strange. (laughs) It does. Well, it does feel like they, um, their relationship is built like mostly on sex. Completely, yeah. When they were at the bar and they all got drunk and they're just making out in front of Jessica, I'm like, this poor woman. But then, so Jessica apologizes to Amber. She apologizes. She doesn't accept. And really. Amber's like, 
I accept the intent behind <laughs> yeah, your apology. Yeah, which is like, what does that mean? What does that even mean? But she's like, I don't accept your apology. Yeah, and then also, I think the last thing that was like really interesting was when Carlton got up, stands up in front of everybody, oh, gets down on God. one knee, and it's like, what the hell is about to happen? And then he's like, I'm not going to propose. And it's like, why are you on why one are you, knee? Exactly. And why are you giving a ring? And it's the same ring. Yes. It's the engagement That ring. he like fished out of the pool. <laughs> I know. I yeah. mean, the thing about the reunion episode is everyone listening should watch. There are so many crazy things that happen that we can't even get into the insanity that is, what is his name? again carlton Carlton. yeah and also i, will I was gonna say, call him cameron and i wouldn't want to mix no, them up no i will say just to lend itself to the chaos like the chaotic energy the fact that nick and vanessa lachey are just like really spearheading this whole thing is so insane it makes no sense it makes zero sense they're on the show for maybe five minutes the entire time yeah. i'm like i love it it's perfection and nick lachey introduces himself by saying and obviously <laughs> yeah. i'm nick lachey He's like you guys all know who i am <laughs> yeah. we're like not really yeah, actually Okay, we are so excited to have Lauren and Cameron here to join us today. Yay. Definitely, <laughs> like, our personal favorite oh, yeah, on Love Thank is you. Blind. So, awesome. so nice to meet you both. Oh, nice thank you so y'all. much for having us. Of course. And for people who can't see, both of you, you look fucking amazing. Amazing. Oh. No. Don't flatter me. Like, <laughs> you guys are both you. giving, like, suits, like a, a blue no, suit, a green suit. Power yeah. suits, you know. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to coordinate because, I don't know, was, I thought it would be fun and cute. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I know that you guys have been doing a ton of press and I'm curious to know how it feels kind of having this type of sudden fame from a show oh, like man. this. Oh man, yeah. Right. It's actually, it's been pretty amazing because everyone's been pretty supportive and um, really welcoming and loving. So it's been good. So for us, it's kind of like we've been holding on to this secret for a year and a half and it's like, finally, we could share with the world like our right. love. So it's great for us, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I guess it's probably nice watching it back and seeing that you guys were depicted because you actually seem to be great people in, <laughs> yeah. a, in, a, yeah. in a positive way, yeah, which yeah. wasn't the case for everyone on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but <laughs> starting at the beginning, I'm curious what prompted you both to actually want to be involved in Love is Blind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we had the casting reach out to us. Uh, we didn't seek it out originally, so casting reached out. It sounded like kind of a crazy premise at first, and, you know, I, I was like, man, I don't know about this, but I also thought this could be a fun adventure. I'll keep an open mind and just see where it goes. And you know, my dating life at the time wasn't great. Um, you know, like- Same. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, same. I like a lot of people, I was doing the dating apps and I, I really just wasn't picking people who were a good match for me. Same. Uh, <laughs> yeah, same, same. so I, th thankfully people can relate to that. So wasn't picking good matches. I felt like, let's give this a shot, see what happens. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was pretty much the same thing. Tons of failed romances. Like, I'm tired of this. I'm about ready to just be a lonely old lady and just be rich <laughs> one day. Who knows? But um, I had pretty much given up on the fairy tale. You know, I was like, is there really a Prince Charming? Probably not. Um, but then this opportunity came along, and I was like, well, this is kind of interesting because it's not based on just the aesthetics and what we look like. And I feel like as a society, we're so not used to having conversations with each other anymore. We're always yeah. texting. We're always on mm -hmm. social media. We're always, like, typing something like how many times do we just sit down and talk to people about what inspires us what motivates us so I was really drawn to that and I was like who knows I may really find somebody 
And you did. I did. <laughs> we did. I also have to say that I'm from Maine as oh, well. Really? Are you? Yeah, finally. I'm like, Maine representation. Whoa. Everyone's oh been God. asking for it. They've been begging for it. We finally give it to them. Yeah, wow. from Portland. So, oh, wow. Yeah, the huge city. Wow. I know. I mean, that is Maine's biggest city. Yeah. <laughs> it is like the Big Apple, they call it. <laughs> Maine sighting. <laughs> um, okay, so one of the things I'm curious about Obviously, you guys, the reunion was intense. Right. Were you aware of drama happening while you were filming the show, or are you kind of in your own little world? A bit of both, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw the other couples. We were so focused on making our relationship work that we didn't really dive too deep into the other couples. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would see Damien in the hallway of the apartments, and he looked kind of sad, and I'd try and talk to him, <laughs> but... We were we were all not just Lauren and I, but everyone was kind of like in their own head, yeah, their in our own, own relationship. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely didn't know a lot of the stuff was going on. I was watching it with the rest of the world, like, uh-uh, what? <laughs> yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. So I mean, it was a shock to me too. Something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It was like, oh okay, <laughs> didn't know that was happening. I also think after watching the reunion episode, I was so surprised at how real yeah. all of it actually was. Yeah. It's like with reality TV, you, you never know how much of it is being pushed right. by producers or right. how much of it's scripted. Right. And it seems like all of the romance was actually real. Like, yeah. do you feel like that's a fair assessment of the experience? Yeah, ours was. Shoot. <laughs> I don't know yeah. anybody else, but ours for sure. But I think everybody else and everyone in general was just open and honest and willing to be vulnerable. So I think we all like gave it a fair shot. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, what do you think made it so people felt so comfortable being so open and vulnerable? Because it's, it is crazy watching it back and everyone is so emotional after yeah. having just met, pe- or not even right. meet, like speaking to these people. Yeah. yeah. Like, how did you get to such emotional places? Yeah, there were so many levels to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, for one, of course, just you can't show every date that we all went on and we right. were dating right. 16 hours plus a day, wow. right? Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. It and was long days. That's yeah. intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And we were having, con- when we weren't on the dates, we were having conversations with the guys on the guy side, the women on the women's side. So there, I, there was this like common shared energy of being open about our emotions and talking to each other about it, which is kind of untraditional. You know, uh, at least that's a stereotype for men that, you yeah. know, we don't talk about. Yeah. how you're feeling about things, you know, talk about uh, lighter stuff. So Yeah, I mean, you definitely had to be willing to be vulnerable and be open. Like, I personally had to battle so much stuff, like, just against myself. Like, are we really going to do this? If we are, we have to go 100%. So mm-hmm. that was tough. Mm. Yeah. 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 With the weddings that you guys did, did everybody truly had to figure out paying for it themselves? I know that that was a conversation that got brought up with Barnett. Um. Well... No, not necessarily. I mean, we actually got to choose the things that we wanted, and we had a budget. Yeah, basically. Okay, so it. Netflix oh. provided a budget. If we went over the budget, then you had They're to like pay. So it maybe out. Yeah. the moment we're talking about is when Amber was like, "I'm like eight hundred dollars okay, over budget." What, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we were like, "Isn't Netflix paying for right, this?" Right, right. <laughs> no, yeah. Netflix was like, "Okay, we're gonna limit this." Yeah, you know. Right. So if you went She's over like, it's that, it's gonna be in Dubai. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you gotta pay for that yourself, girl. <laughs> so yeah, it was. We had a budget. 
Cool. Mm-hmm. And then when you guys were giving your vows on stage, is it a binding legal marriage? It is Very. the real deal. We Very went to a courthouse. Real. Okay. Oh, really? We signed papers. That's so it is. Intense. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah Who are you telling? The- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the real thing. I mean, I think, and that was like part of the reason that I was just like getting nervous. The closer we were getting of to course. the date, it was just like, this is not for play play. Like this is mm. real life stuff. Like we're talking about a marriage. Right. Like well, th- if it doesn't work, like we have to go to court and like, right. you know, so. Yeah. We, and we don't want to do that. No, we don't. <laughs> no. I wasn't saying that, darling. I was just saying <laughs> it's the real thing. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. My mom was actually like, you need to make sure that you get the marriage certificate. And and we we eventually got it. I have it up in my office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we framed it. We mm-hmm. framed it. But it, I think it was just the paperwork needed time to get processed or whatever. Yeah. But it's real. It's legal. That's it's so real. What do you think is the scariest, like looking back, what was the scariest part of deciding to actually commit to marriage? Oh, man. Um, just like knowing how my life would just change like permanently after that. Like we're talking about blending lives. Like, I mean, of course I will be growing, but it's like when you grow, it's also growing pains. Like I have to let go of like my old ideals and stuck in my, you know, I'm in my thirties. Okay. I'm okay to say (laughs) that. But you know, it's like once you get a certain age, you kind of get stuck in your ways. Like this is the way I do things. I'm used to being by myself. I'm used to having my space. So, I mean, that was like, you know, I have to adjust those things now. Now I'm in a partnership. I'm a wife. I have a fur baby. Like (laughs) I'm a new person, you know? (laughs) So that was kind of like, and it, and the learning and the growing and working on things doesn't stop. Oh yeah. After the, on the wedding day, right? It's a daily thing. I Absolutely. Mean, even now, I mean, we our relationship has to continue evolving. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with all the craziness going on. Yeah. If you stop evolving, then or growing, then you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Are there certain things that you guys? realized about each other in the months after you finished the show and were living together like this is a weird quirk that this person has what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, let me roll out my list no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding um what's a weird quirk that cameron has he doesn't like to to rinse the dishes before he puts them in the dishwasher bringing this up this is not true guys this is not true it's It's really not true this happened like one time and then that's it. That's it, actually that's like it. a pretty good. If that's if that's like a quirk. No, I, I know like. that's a not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think of like stuff that's just like, oh my god, what did I get into? Well, it doesn't have to be negative. <laughs> oh, okay. A <laughs> positive quirk. Oh, a positive quirk. <laughs> they can be. Positive. Okay, well, what's yours? What's yours about me, darling? I don't know. I mean, because I think about the ones that I saw back then, anyways. You know, like yeah. Oh, I got one. What? Well, I kind of knew that too. Go for it. I was just going to say that Cameron is very, very affectionate. Like, very, very. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm like, how about very. I mean, which is well, not bad. Well, not bad. No. That sounds great. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, so I'm that's just not like, a, that's not a quirk. I don't, maybe I'm not understanding. I don't get it. <laughs> no, that's great. The dishwasher one was good, but I'm Cameron. also on your team because I also don't do that. My roommates hate it, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, wait, so. Obviously, you guys had to keep this a secret for at least mm-hmm. a year and a half. How yeah. did you do that as like a new couple? It right. was tough. I mean, a lot of hiding the rings in the pictures, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of like taking pictures like we're by ourselves all the time. Like, so you went to the beach by yourself? Like, what's yeah. going on? Yeah, it was frustrating because, yeah. you know, you want to 
share your relationship, especially uh-huh. in this social media age. It's kind of the norm, and, and you know, we were proud to be married and, yeah. and have this life together and little adventures that we went on. So it was frustrating, for sure. Yeah, and even, like, I'm at the age where a lot of my friends are getting engaged or getting married, and I would see them, and I want to be like, me too, but I'm like, oh, okay, congrats, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, so it's kind of... Well, could you tell you could tell some people, right? Um, Just, like, our close circle of friends, because it's like if you tell one person, they're going to tell yeah. somebody else, and they're right. going to tell somebody else. Next thing you know, it's like, I didn't know you got married, huh? Wait, you know? <laughs> so it's like word on, spreads. On the show when you were telling your parents and your friends at home and people obviously have strange reactions to it and they're like, you wanted a show to find love and you had to yeah. come and see the other person. Do you feel like that was exaggerated and that when you left, people were more open to the concept of it or do you face like a lot of pushback from your friends and family? Uh, I definitely think my family was like, what yeah. is this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course, originally family and friends yeah. were very skeptical of it and, mm-hmm. you know, they thought, there's a good chance you're going to humiliate yourself. I mean, you see yeah. reality TV and that happens to people all the time. But, Ultimately. you know, I, I, something was telling me it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, you know what, I'm going to try this out. And mm-hmm. you got to take risks sometimes. No, paid off. Yeah, yeah <laughs> paid no, off. It was a good I'm like, risk. I'm on next season. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was a good risk. <laughs> um, speaking of family, we have to talk about the rap scene, which uh, has quickly incredible. become, which was an amazing scene. <laughs> Iconic moment. <laughs> it really was. Um, oh, how did you feel watching that back? And also, what was it like, what was going through your head watching it in person? Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I was just thinking, like... <laughs> My mom was like, so I hear you rap. I was just like, oh, here we go. I saw Cameron's face. He's like, okay. (laughs) Well, I mean, first of all, I didn't really agree with the beat choice that they put <laughs> over that. Yeah, That's it was like fair. some Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> no, like yeah. organ stuff. I was yeah. like, what is this? It didn't, it didn't quite match the tempo <laughs> of, of my <laughs> rap. But, uh, you know, Lauren's mom asked for it. so No, you got to deliver. Know, and she was deliver. impressed after. She yeah. was like, yeah. okay. Cameron actually is a good rapper. Yeah, he is. Like, yeah. he's actually good. I'm not bad. I mean, I, you know, I was a little on the spot there. And <laughs> the I first was, time. <laughs> wasn't really prepared to do a rap. Um, but, but you, you did it, I baby. wasn't. I wasn't going to let down Mama Speed. Mama Speed. So. <laughs> yeah. It, he, she was impressed. I think it was truly like top five moments on the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. Mine too. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been rapping since or is that? I rap every day, but just for fun, you <laughs> yes, know. Yes, he does. I do. I do. <laughs> and, 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 That's yeah, a good quirk. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, I should have. I should have said that. Right. But that you knew that though, too. We learned a lot about each other very fast through this whole process. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so obviously, after all this promo, you guys are going to go home and start to like live a normal life again. Like, what ha- <laughs> what happens next? Is that right. or like is that possible now that this show has been aired? Well, yeah, yeah. I think we're going to try to continue our normal life, mm-hmm. but there's now a new element to it. Right. And you know, I think we want to continue sharing our adventures together. For sure. You know, we enjoy that. We enjoy kind of working with each other. Yeah, so. it's like now we have extended family all over the world that are just like, I love you guys. I mean, oh, my true. God. Yeah, like yeah. we we feel like we lived your story with you because they did. Yeah, people so. related to it and, and felt represented. Like you said, I mean, I've had a lot of Mainers reach out to me and say, <laughs> you know. Like we, finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <no. laughs> like the whole state of Maine. No, it's crazy. But they, a lot of Mainers say, you know, we really wanted to see some representation and thank you for being that. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of black women yeah. reaching out to Lauren, you mm-hmm. know, mixed couples, um, scientists even. Yeah. <laughs> we scientists represent everybody. Finally, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's been great. I mean, we're definitely um, gonna start a YouTube channel. So. Mm, oh, good. Okay, I was gonna great. ask yeah, that too. Yeah. You guys have to. Yeah. You should do TikTok as well. Oh yeah, I TikTok just I just downloaded TikTok. I'm obsessed. I'm trying to. It's like, do you have to do dance routines on Nobody there? No, you should. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He can you like can rap, rap, and yeah, then I could exactly. be like doing the dance routines. It or goes something. viral. Yeah. Right, gonna, exactly. Everyone keeps asking for the rap, so I'm gonna have to. No, you yeah, we're gonna have to make a TikTok rap dance video. It really will go viral. I promise. Um, well, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, guys. This was awesome. If you haven't seen the reunion episode, it is out now. That's we have right. watched it by the time this comes out, and it is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. You don't want to miss it. <laughs> I think that's a great place to wrap up. Thanks so much to Greg Mania and Charlotte Spritz for co-hosting. No problem. <laughs> for co-hosting while Peyton's in Texas. Um, and thank you so much to Lauren and Cameron for opening your hearts to the public. And as always, thank you to all the girls and gays for tuning in again. We'll be back with another episode next week. If you love internet-y or even slightly enjoy it, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. See ya!